In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Imagine for a moment there's a pipe running from up high, down low, and there's a hose pouring water into the top of the pipe, but the water's not going anywhere. It's just backing up at the top. The pipe is full and no more water can go in. What's going on? There's, there must be a clog in the pipe. Maybe mud or rocks or a hairball or maybe someone screwed a cap on the end of the pipe. Once you find the clog and remove it, the water will flow freely through the pipe. As a baptized child of God, as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, you are the pipeline of God's love and forgiveness to the world. When all is working well, God's love and forgiveness flows into you from the Lord in abundance and flows out of you to those around you. But like a pipe, there can be clogs which prevent the love and forgiveness from flowing. The pipe gets clogged with anger, hatred, envy, and pride. Jesus addresses this in today's gospel reading with an incredibly difficult teaching. It's not difficult because he's asking you to do the impossible, but quite the opposite. The teaching is difficult to hear because it's actually quite doable. You can do this. You can unclog the pipe and let God's love and forgiveness flow through you. By living this way, though, it is agonizingly countercultural. For the world extols ideas like don't get mad, get even, and revenge is a dish best served cold. The world teaches you that you should dig up dirt on your enemy in order to get them canceled. Hate those who hate you. Fight back against those who abuse you. Jesus disagrees. In the Sermon on the Plain from Luke 6, Jesus teaches, Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. Now the devil wants hatred to increase because hatred brings chaos and damage to society. Hatred tears people apart. It damages people. Hate hurts the one who is being hated, but it also very much, and maybe even more so, damages the hater. To hold on to hate is like holding on to corrosive acid, which slowly eats away at you and destroys you. The devil wants hate to increase, and so when someone hates you, the devil wants you to hate right back and then some. Someone insults you, give it right back, only stronger and more vicious. Two guys get into an argument. Voices are raised, words become nasty, one pushes the other, the other punches back. One grabs a stick, the other pulls a knife, the other pulls a gun and fires, and the devil wins. One family buries their loved one, the other visits their loved one in prison. People hate in person, and they hate remotely on social media as they trade written barbs and escalate the hate. The devil wants hate to escalate. Jesus wants to eliminate the hate. Now, it's natural to believe that wrongdoing must be punished. You do wrong, you get what's coming to you. 
You sin, God hates sin, God should hate you. But Jesus turns this on its head. Jesus loves you in your sin. He loves you and calls you out of your sin. Jesus loves you. He's punished in your place. He pays the penalty for your sins on the cross so that you can be declared holy and righteous. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. If someone slaps you on the cheek, your natural response is to slap back or push or punch. Your natural response is to escalate the hate. Your natural response is to be a mirror for hatred and reflect it back. And not just a regular mirror, but a convex mirror that not only reflects the hatred, but amplifies it. When you respond hate for hate, hate grows. The pipe gets clogged with hate. Jesus teaches, To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Jesus calls you to not be a mirror for hatred, but rather a sponge. A sponge absorbs hatred and returns love for hate. You are called to love like God. Be merciful even as your Father is merciful. God has mercy on you even though you don't deserve it. As someone living in the kingdom of God, as a recipient of God's mercy, you are called to have mercy on others even though they don't deserve it. This is a clear call for how to live in the kingdom of God, and it's very achievable. You can do this. With the power of the gospel, through the Holy Spirit, you can be the stronger person and absorb hatred in the world instead of spreading it. Do not let hatred, anger, envy, and pride clog up the pipe, bringing forgiveness and love to the world through you. As a sinner that Jesus has embraced, cleansed, and clothed in his righteousness, be the one who does not engage in conflict. The one who does not respond to the attack. Be the one who humbly turns the other cheek. Be the one to love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. Keep the pipe clear and let the love and the forgiveness flow. Because Jesus has forgiven you your sins, you can forgive. I do worry sometimes that we misunderstand forgiveness because often when you apologize to someone for something, they'll say, oh, that's okay, no big deal. And sometimes for minor matters, it really is no big deal. It's okay. But forgiveness is not a way of saying that what you're forgiving is okay. Forgiveness says that you won't hold it against them. When God forgives you your sin, he does not say your sin is okay or your sin is no big deal. He does say, I will not hold your sin against you. If you get into an argument with a family member and lose your temper and storm off, be the strong one who humbly goes to your loved one and gives them a hug and says, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have lost my temper. I shouldn't have raised my voice. 
And not just for family members, but also your enemies. Love your enemy. When you live life in the kingdom of God and respond to a hateful enemy with love, it will befuddle them. If someone steals from you and you give them more, it will baffle them. When someone's being hateful to you, do something good for them. Living like this will change the world. Eliminate the hate and elevate the love. When you feel anger toward another person, immediately lift them up in prayer. Praying for an enemy changes your attitude. When you respond in a heavenly way to earthly issues, it changes people's lives. Because you're responding with Jesus' love and forgiveness flowing through you. You pray in the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. You're praying to keep the pipeline of love and forgiveness flowing freely. You're praying to keep Jesus' love and forgiveness flowing into the world through you. Eliminate the hate. Elevate the love. Love your enemy. The great thing and the terribly challenging thing is that you can do this. This is not some impossible task. This is little adjustments in your day-to-day interactions. And also, this is not something that has to be done in some huge, complicated way, but rather in small acts ongoing. Someone is abrupt with you, smile and reply in a calm voice. Someone on the highway flips you the one-fingered salute. Make the sign of the cross over them. Someone makes a mistake. Let it go. Or gently help them fix it. You are not the judge of the world. That is above your pay grade. Jesus did not come to condemn, so you are not to condemn others. This is not to say you should never warn someone about sin, but do it gently. And lovingly, as a fellow sinner who also needs forgiveness. You come alongside a fellow sinner and you speak the truth in love with the goal of bringing them to repentance and faith in Jesus and the forgiveness of sins. Jesus is serious about keeping the pipeline of love and forgiveness flowing freely. He warns about it after teaching the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6. For if you forgive others their trespasses... Your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Also in the parable of the unforgiving servant, after Peter asked Jesus, How many times should I forgive? Jesus says, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy-seven times. And warns that the unforgiving will be treated like the unforgiving servant. And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he could pay all his debt. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. We all have plenty to repent of for clogging up the pipeline with hatred, anger, envy, and pride. We all desperately need Jesus' love and forgiveness. So each day, remember who you are. You are a baptized child of God. You are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. You are loved and forgiven. Let the love and forgiveness flow. 
In his word and his sacraments, Jesus pours out his love and forgiveness on you in abundance. He's forgiven you all your sins. Let that love and forgiveness flow through you and out to others. Humbly rid yourself of any hatred or anger or envy or pride that may be blocking the pipeline from letting love and forgiveness flow out to you or flow out to others. Because you are loved by Jesus. Because your sins are forgiven. Therefore, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. Amen. And now may the peace of God, the peace that is beyond understanding, keep your hearts and minds in true faith until our Lord Jesus returns in glory. Amen. We rise and confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. <clears throat> 